With most things in life, there is usually more to what we see than what meets our eye, leaving us to our own meaningful interpretations and our own beautiful stories. When it comes to art, Greg's is no exception. We all see ourselves, our loved ones, our pains, our triumphs, and our hearts in these paintings. From Greg's studio to our living rooms, these images take on new and different meaning with each wall they hang on and each life they touch. Now, Greg invites you to take a glimpse behind the curtain into his own stories and inspirations of his art. Because just like us, these creations have a deeper story to tell. And if we let them, we'll find that they have the power to be healing, inspiring, and awakening. I love you, dad, dad, dad. I love you, dad, dad, dad. Okay. <laughs> does that get you in the spirit? Uh, it sure does. This week, we wanted to talk about a painting called Joy of the Lord. And in association with that, just talk about joy. And uh, that piece is kind of a just... Uh, a portrait, a happy portrait, Jesus smiling. And it got me thinking about that concept. I remember years ago doing a painting called Light of the World. And it, again, was a just a portrait of Jesus. But initially, the first go around, that was a picture of Jesus with an open mouth smile. You actually saw teeth. Sort of looked like a toothpaste commercial or something, I guess, because I I actually ended up changing it at the request of my publisher, who I was associated with at the time. And they did a little in-house survey, and they got some mixed feedback on that image. Some people really liked it, the idea of Jesus smiling with a, a big, broad smile. But there were some other people who kind of were taken back by that. And they even said things like, you know, does it say anywhere in the scriptures that he ever did that? And so anyway. If Do you, you think people were turned off by the concept of him smiling or did you have him pose like he was grinning for his senior no, pictures? No, no, it was, well, maybe a little bit of both. But I think the impression that I got was that it was just a little starling at the time i mean i think we see more and more pictures now with jesus smiling but at the time most of the things you saw were much more i i think maybe it just seemed uh a, maybe to some people a little irreverent or something i don't know i don't know what it was I, at the time i made a decision to change it and so it i actually painted over that time. and now there's kind of a, a mona lisa type very subtle smile, but uh, if somebody ever wants to X-ray that image in the future, you'll you'll see that underneath that subtle smile is a big grin. So, anyway, eventually I decided to tackle that subject matter again. I felt I think Jesus was a happy person. He tried to promote happiness and joy, and so I, I wanted to show him that way. So I kind of wanted to just discuss for a minute what what joy is. What do we think of when we think of joy? 
What do you think of, Kylie, when you think of Oh, gosh, I Joy. didn't think you were going to put me on this. <laughs> okay. Um, so mixed with my own personal feelings and with what I uh, found yeah. thanks to my friend Google, um, I would say that joy is kind of a step further than something like happiness or excitement. Those things kind of fall into the emotion category for me. Like they're emotions that come and go. I feel happy. I feel sad. Joy kind of seems like a lifestyle a little bit like something mm. that we can look for even amidst harder days darker days joy seems like something that we can still opt in for even on days when we're not feeling you know joy seems like it sneaks its way into the cracks regardless uh, of what life is looking yeah. like it's sort of an overlay of your life. I mean, a yeah, joyful way Yeah, and I know living. not everybody will agree with me on that, but the way that I try and practice yeah. it, that's what it's come to personally yeah. be to me. Yeah, I, th- I think What'd I would find? agree. What'd you find? What Google do for you? Well, I think, I, I mean, there are all the synonyms that I think we know about, things like happiness or extreme happiness, or yeah. I think of things like contentment, pleasure, peace, gratitude, fulfillment, I also think of things like humor, mm-hmm. you know, laughter and smiling, those kinds of things are part of it. I, th- I think we all have experienced something that we would refer to as joy. You know, I, sure. I think it's an experiential Can I thing. interject real quick? Yeah. This was really, this was really funny. So you sent me a text yesterday that said, hey, let's talk about joy of the Lord this week. And you said, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> and I heard choirs singing in the yes, background. That's joy. Um, so, so then for the, so for the last 24 hours, we've both kind of been rolling around joy in our minds, right? Yeah. And then I wake up this morning and I'm watching the Today Show. Turns out, guess what today is? What? The National Day of Joy. Oh, serious? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know who invented timing. it, but it's a national day of joy. So we should all be feeling. And one of the things that they talked about was they did a survey. And in, I think the majority population of the survey were people um, like your demographic. It was like around the age oh, of 60. My demographic. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I'm trying to be as bright as I can, Dad. No, Old but most, most people said that they are, that their lives are as joyful at 60 as they ever have been. Oh, man. People's lives are getting progressively more joyful. And you said laughter, so it made me think one of the um, things that they talked about was how important laughter is in a joyful life and that laughter enhances your o- oxygen intake huh. and it stimulates your heart and your lungs and your organs. I can put away this tank I haul around with It's me. like a net. Dad, don't joke about that. <laughs> okay. you're gonna, sorry. You're going to stay this age forever you're not going to get any older than you are no but anyways to your point how important laughter is sometimes i think we write it off as a silly thing but it's like a free trip to the doctor and it's like the fountain of youth yeah but yeah national day of joy back to what you you were going to touch on something i said about 60 year olds being happier than ever yeah you brought up my demographic that is really true i would concur with that if someone had told me in my 30s that I would be happier or that I I would choose my 60s over my 30s, I absolutely would not have believed it. I would have thought you were nuts. But 
I think for a variety of reasons. I mean, if you can basically feel good, and I know some people, because of age or things, you know, happen with our bodies and it's just, it might cause pain and suffering and that's not fun. But I think there's something about our view of life that evolves as the years go by and it enables you to enjoy things more intensely. At least that's what I found. Whether you slow down a little bit and you're enjoying the moment and not always looking ahead, something happens where I've found that that joy increases. And that's been a huge surprise to me. I would not have believed that really to be possible because often we associate happiness with youth and vitality and all of that, which can be true. But age and experience uh, also brings some perspective that enhances joy. Just you saying that made me realize that when you get to that age, you're no longer chasing something. For the average person your age, obviously, like you said, everybody's situation is different. We don't want to speak to everyone. But for a lot of people, most of that's behind them. You know, the career, the family, the ideal marriage, a lot of that is the past. And so it's it's like you're just forced into the present of, oh my gosh, okay, there's no more checklists. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what do I want to do? What memories do I want to have? How I, you know, you're forced into the presence of, in a way that life just doesn't have the same circumstance for a 20 year old as it does a 60 year old. Yeah. A lot of things get obscured by our perspective when we're young. Three years ago, this summer, I had my 40 year high school reunion, class of 1976. And it was really interesting. You know, high school can be a hard time for people. I mean, there are cliques and there are people who high school, you know, that was their height of their glory. You know, for whatever reason, those were sweet times for them. And then maybe later in life, it, it might not be as sweet. And there are people who are late bloomers and high school was awful for them and they rise above that time. But it, it was interesting to see the group of people that got together. I still call them kids, you know, the kids I went to school yeah. with. We don't look like kids anymore. But there was a commonality that resulted from just experiencing life at this age everybody's gone through stuff and if and if we have nothing else in common we have aging in common and i found that people were far less judgmental you saw groups of people sitting together at tables having dinner that you never would have seen sitting together in the lunchroom in high school and they were just enjoying each other's company there was real joy there at that reunion i don't know if Everybody has that same experience, but it was See, really so a sweet thing. How can I rig the system so that I can somehow give myself that clarity this early on in life? Mm. I don't want to wait until I'm 75 years old to all of a sudden have this light switch go off. Like you mentioned earlier, regardless of, you know, everybody's trials are going to be different. Everybody's life is going to look different. Regardless of your age, you're going to have challenges. Like every challenge feels relevant at the time. Whether you're 16 or 60, your heartache feels really relevant and really real. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's inescapable. And so I think it's relevant to every single human, regardless of age, regardless of circumstance, 
that it's important to look for joy amidst that. I mean, like... There will always be hard stuff, whatever stage of life you're in. And I used to think of joy as kind of a destination. Once I get everything set up just right in my life, things will be good. I will be happy then. You know, I get all my bills on auto pay and I have some extra money in the bank and I hit a certain target weight. The lawn is mowed and my storage room is all organized and just you know i'm gonna have an undisturbed life once i get everything just kind of lined up the way i want it then things will be joyful because nothing will disturb me and i'm just going to be in this happy place but nobody has a life like that whether you're in high school whether you're retired on a very comfortable you know income there's just stuff This week, we've got three funerals we're going to. Friends, life happens to everyone. And somehow we have to find what brings us joy in the middle of all that chaos. And so figuring out what it is that brings joy, we all know what what joy is or what it feels like, but it's elusive. And I think sometimes it's because we're looking in the wrong places. We forget that somehow that joy is at our very core. It's what we are, regardless of what's going on around us, regardless of what's playing out on the screen of our life. Totally. Joy's like the sun. Clouds will shade it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weather's going to change, but it's always, always there. Yeah. And we have to remind ourselves of that. Yesterday, we, we were at a memorial service. My wife, Sid, her cousin's husband, passed away. And at the service, it was interesting. They had the actual funeral service and then a little luncheon afterwards. And for a little while, they had an open mic where people could come up and share their thoughts about Dave. And it was really interesting, the things that people remembered, the most joyful memories that people had about Dave were all little tiny things. Dave had a granddaughter get up there and talk about how, you know, Grandpa Dave would just come and tickle us. Or all the reminiscing was just little everyday joyful moments. And when they were happening, it would be great if we realized Mm -hmm. that they were happening and we sucked all of the, the joy out of them that, that is there. Yeah, it's funny. I I imagine everyone that I love who's passed on, sometimes I imagine them just on the other side trying to signal to us, just like, <laughs> we know we died, you're all going to die, yeah. like that's the point, but hey, yeah. like, just have fun. Stop taking everything so seriously. And even during the serious stuff, yeah. look for the small happy stuff because I promise that's what you're going to look back yeah. And remember and cherish the most. That's what we do. You know, yeah. like I just, I, I have to kind of go to that perspective of our loved ones who have passed on, who have all of this clarity now. If we can, again, kind of adopt that clarity now of yeah. like, hey, we get it. Earth life's going to be really hard sometimes, but you can't give up joy because of that. The point is to find joy through that. Yeah. You know, and that's and yeah. that comes through all the tiny stuff and setting up these little like happy mouse traps almost. Reminding ourselves like, "Oh my gosh, okay, this is a moment that's Catch seems small, having fun." But like it's magic. Yeah. I remember uh, a friend of ours when we lived in Arizona. 
he was telling us one time he had an interesting experience the night before. He said he decided to take some time, you know, after work, after dinner, he went out and jumped with his kids on the trampoline in the backyard for like 15 or 20 minutes and just goofing around and having fun. And, you know, it got dark and they came in and one of his kids came in and said, Dad, this is the greatest night of my entire life. (laughs) And Kevin said, that was so sobering. Because, you know, trying to be a good dad and father and, you you know, you, you have all these sort of expectations for yourself. And here was his kid thinking that 20 minutes of his dad's time on the trampoline had created for him the most joy the, the greatest memory he could ever recall in his entire life. You know, that's... He's like, well, um, so much for the trip yeah, to Disneyland. I yeah, just paid yeah, for yeah. last month. Life's going to be pretty easy from here. But that's, <laughs> totally. that's how it goes. I think of my own parents. Yeah. They've both passed on. And I get a whole <laughs> lot of joy thinking about silly little things, simple things. We had an orange chair in our living room an armchair and I used to lay on it with my head rested on one arm and my legs draped over the other arm and I could see into the kitchen and my mom would be in there baking something and I would just ask her questions like mom where did God come from and stuff you know as a little kid and she would she would try to answer my crazy questions and we would just have talks or my dad teaching me how to milk a cow. You know, that was a chore. But as I look back on it, yeah, I'm, I miss those times with my dad in the barn, shoveling manure or whatever. It doesn't, uh, they're very simple moments, but if we could be aware of those, the little moments as we experience them, recognize that they're very special. Sid, my wife, If I had to pick a wonderful memory with her, it would be a long car drive and we're just discussing something that's intriguing or fascinating or stimulating. We have these wonderful conversations together and those will always be some of my favorite memories. It doesn't have to be an extravagant trip to the other side of the world. It's just being present Which is because you've done that. Like you and mom have traveled everywhere and it's it's hilarious that your favorite thing above all of that like your favorite thing is just driving in the car with your wife next Probably. to you yeah the the company who kind of deemed today the national day of joy somehow it proven that the more that you verbalize and talk about the things that bring you joy and the things that you remember has more power than just silently remembering oh, it yeah. for yourself or even writing it down. Like when you verbalize it, some magic happens where it brings the memory back to life and it recreates the magic of that moment. But I think it also gives you the lens moving forward. So when you're in a moment like that again, you realize it yeah. and you're able to experience it with the knowledge of what's happening. Yeah. You know? And don't you think words are really powerful? When we use words, 100%. I mean, 
of gratitude. It shows we're aware and we're recognizing what's happening, that yes. this is a joyful moment. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the default mode for us humans is often on the negative side. You know, it's so easy to whine and complain and find fault. In it. And we have to consciously flip that. So our default is on the positive side. And I actually think at its core, our default is the positive side. I think that's what oh, what we're um, made of. But somehow we've absolutely. mixed up the signals a little bit. We ought to practice using positive words. And that's the thing, Dad. It's a practice. It's like honing in on the skill to yeah. kind of clarify the, the mud off of the dirty lens that sometimes we see our life through. And if we do these little practices, like for instance, I have this morning ritual where I'll wake up and I'll pull out my notebook that I have right here Mm. and I'll sit down and I'll either just start a gratitude list. And then sometimes I'll do these things that I call twinkly moments, you know, just these tiny moments that feel so magical that if you don't capture it, it's like it just moves on through the ethers and, and it kind of disappears. But these twinkly moments of whatever but another thing I've done is just starting writing down lists of things that I just love. Things that just make me happy. Like I love lighting my candle in the morning. I love walking into my house and it's smelling like summer coconuts. <laughs> I love the feeling of watching my mom and dad laugh together. Just things that make me happy. Because it starts off my day with this paradigm of, look, you just filled up an entire page of things that make you so happy. And they're the tiniest things. So now when you go, when I go throughout my day, I'm recognizing those moments as they're coming. Like, oh my gosh, I love, I love the feeling of getting yeah. into a bed at night with clean sheets. It's like <laughs> one of my top five favorite feelings. I love new socks on my feet. And all these tiny things, it's like, it's a snowball. And that snowball works both ways. So true. I was thinking, what if, what if you open your dictionary, looking up joy, and instead of a definition, there was like a picture of you and you were somehow the embodiment of what joy was and you took on kind of that almost responsibility or the charge to be the embodiment of joy wherever you went you were imparting joy to others and demonstrating how you would look at life how would you be if you had an awareness that that i am going to represent what joy is in mm. every situation. And if that was the case, how would I be altered from how I'm operating right now? And if we truly believed that. Yeah, if we truly believed that. But that's, a... that's not really an exaggeration because that's where it happens yeah. for each of us. You are the so- source of joy for you. Mm-hmm. It's It comes inside of you. It's at your core. That is the essence of what we are. And anything that takes us away from that is some kind of camouflage that some little cloud that has yeah. just settled upon us and we just kind of have to blow that away clear the smoke or yeah it's really contagious too it is there's a lot of power in so taking... is a party pooper you know totally. <laughs> the opposite it's all contagious. so when you take control of being the source of joy in your own life I think that that spreads to people. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because this quote hadn't even crossed my mind, but I read it the other morning and wrote it down. Live with the joyful awareness that you potentially have an effect on the entire universe. Wow. If we take sole responsibility for the joy that we are, that will spread. I think that was really the essence 
of Jesus and his example right. when he talked about, I've overcome the world. I mean, talk about the ultimate optimist. Yeah. You can't be that figure for, you know, humankind unless you're living a pretty yeah. joyful life. I think you nailed it on the head. I'm hearing, I'm hearing choirs again. <laughs> good, good. All right. Well, this was a fun chat to have on National yeah. Joy Day. Or <laughs> you bring me joy, Dad. <laughs> you bring you me really joy, do. I love you. I love you. I love you.